Hey guys, welcome to Distill the Bourbon Podcast. I'm Brent. I'm here with my co-hosts, Chuck and Brian. And today we're going to hit the road and go to Owensboro, Kentucky. Owensboro and Davis County known for bluegrass and barbecue, but they know a little something about bourbon. Yeah, they sure do. Uh, we're going to Green River Distilling. Uh, this is a distillery that uh, dates back well over 100 years. Owensboro was a huge distiller of spirits before Prohibition, more than 20 distilleries. And we're going to be talking with uh, Jacob Call, the uh, master distiller and general manager at Green River Distilling. Uh, they've got uh, all kinds of new products, don't they? They do. They uh, contract to still a lot of products, but they're well known for their new bourbon that was just released, Green River Bourbon. Uh, it's been highly talented on the bourbon community, and it's just a fine bourbon. If you haven't tried them, you need to, and you will be seeing them around for a long time. Yeah, these guys have momentum. They have great leadership. They've got a great st- strategic plan, uh, and they have size. They have scope. These guys are not insignificant. This is I thought we were going to go see a little dis- uh, distillery. Uh, no, 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 I learned a lot, and it was so much fun. And we're going to hear today from Jacob Call, the Master Distiller and General Manager at Green River. And uh, man, what a great interview. This guy has tons of history in the business. Uh, his family goes back, I think, eight generations. Eight generations. So knowledgeable. And uh, it's just a lot of fun to hear from him. So, uh, Jacob, thank you for your time. And I hope you enjoy this interview with Jacob Call. So, welcome to Distilled, the bourbon podcast. We're on the road here in Owensboro, Kentucky, on the campus of Green River Distilling, a historic distillery that has reclaimed its name a couple of years ago. We're here with Brian. Hello. Uh, Brent is uh, without voice today, so he's uh, working behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) And we're here with Jacob Call, who is the master distiller and general manager at Green River Distilling. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. So, uh, a lot of new distilleries have opened in the last 5, 10, 15 years. The Green River is a distillery that has a, a long history. How far back does Green River go? Yeah, 1885. The uh, distillery was started by J.W. McCulloch uh, in 1885. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a very historic brand, uh, the most heavily advertised brand pre prohibition. Um, won a bunch of medals in Paris mm-hmm. in the 1900s and Belgium around that time frame. Um, the most expensive whiskey ever sold. J.W. McCulloch traded uh, 20 barrels for an interest in a gold mine uh, in Colorado, nice. which panned out. Um, it did? It did pan out. Nice. <laughs> and uh, so it was the most expensive whiskey ever sold. Uh, we actually have some pictures in our visitor center of that mine. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just like a lot of, uh, brands, uh, over time, it, it disappeared. The distillery itself burnt down 1918, just before prohibition. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, we, uh, it was rebuilt right after prohibition, 1936, went by the name of the Medley Distillery. Yes. Um, uh, up until 1992, and some pretty, you know, historic brands were done here then. Ezra Brooks, Mellow Corn, Medley Brothers. Uh, the Medleys were a staple in the Owensboro community for, for a long time and still are. Sure. And um, United Distillers, which is now Diageo, uh, bought their brands, and uh, they, didn't, um, they didn't really want the distillery. So uh, it was mothballed and, and shut down for... About 25 years uh, until we showed up uh, in late 2014, 
and uh, spent uh, spent a lot of money, uh, probably thirty million dollars rebuilding it, bringing it back to life, and uh, expanded three times along the way. And um, we uh, we make a lot of bourbon here now. So in two thousand and fourteen, what was the condition of the buildings on this campus? It was in bad shape. We a uh, lot of roof damage, a lot of water damage, um, and uh, just dilapidated. When you go on the tour, you can see a, a picture of one of the collapsed roofs in the building that you're standing in, and, and you have to wonder, how could they possibly have rebuilt this? But but you all did. We did. We had a great team. Um, you know, it's always bigger than, than one person, but we had a great team, great group of contractors, a local group that just helped us uh, all along the way. So people think about the Bourbon Trail. They think, I think, Largetown area, they think the, the Frankfurt for Sales area, they think the, the Louisville area. We're out here in western Kentucky, we're in Owensboro. Owensboro actually has quite a rich history of distilling. Yeah, it sure does. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, but um, back before Prohibition, there were 23 distilleries Amazing. Uh, in Davis County. Um, and then I read somewhere the other day um, that just before, in the late 1800s, Davis County had double the amount of tax revenue for uh, tobacco and alcohol, uh, double that of any other county in the United States. So double Louisville, double Bardstown, Nelson County. Um, Wow. So yeah, a lot of of history here. And you pay homage to Owensboro and Green River, obviously on your bottle. We do, yeah. We put the pride of Owensboro right on the bottle. That was important to us, you know, for the community. Um, Owensboro has been very supportive of our distillery and our journey here. Um, Couldn't ask for better partners. And, um, you know, it was important for us to, when you're bringing back a historic brand like that, um, you know, you want to pay pay homage to, to Owensboro. So give me your location on the Bourbon Trail. Have you guys seen obstacles with getting tourists here? Well, you know, we consider ourselves the gateway from the West, so we're normally the first stop or the last stop if you're coming from uh, Indiana or Iowa or Illinois or somewhere like that. St. Louis. Yeah, St. Yeah. Louis. Um, yeah, we're, we're, a, uh, we're a destination, um, so you have to be, be looking to find us. Uh, we're hoping that changes with the Green River uh, brand. You know, having our own brand now uh, should help a lot of those uh, bourbon seekers uh, find us. Yeah. But you're a top four producer in the country as far as independent? Yeah. So uh, so we make 94,000 barrels of bourbon a year, uh, which makes us the fourth largest independent bourbon distillery in the United States. So as far as your, as your proprietary brand, what are you all selling today? So uh, Green River, which we just launched in February, um, that is uh, sold right now in Kentucky statewide. Uh, it will be uh, rolled out to Tennessee this in March. Uh, then it will go to um, Missouri um, and then northwest uh, Florida. Also, uh, Indiana will be in Indiana. Um, we have a brand called Yellow Banks, uh, which is really just a local kind of Owensboro brand. It's a, it's a neat, it's a neat juice. Yeah, it's favorite. Oh, good. Yeah, that's, his bar. that's a, uh, a collaboration I did with the Kentucky Corn Growers Association. So we, 
you know, you guys know this. We're in the heart of corn country down here in Western Kentucky. Sure. Uh, got a good relationship with the Kentucky Corn Growers Association. We put their logo on the bottle, and five percent of, of sales go back to uh, corn and ag research in Kentucky. Uh, we buy all local Kentucky corn, really from about a thirty-mile radius mm-hmm. of the distillery. Um, so uh, yeah, I think we're the only uh, only. A distillery and bourbon brand that, that can say we've got uh, the Kentucky Corn Growers partnership right on the, the label. So Yellow Banks uh, refers to something historic about Owensboro. Right. Yeah, that yes. was the original name of Owensboro. Mm-hmm. And it's a very distinctive bourbon. It has a tasting note unlike any other that I know of. You want to talk about yeah, that? It's a little butterscotchy. It's a little uh, popcorn. We get that from that sure. product sometime. Um, uh, 92 proof. It's pretty, pretty smooth and sweet. Oh, it's, it's, it, it's very sweet. It's perfectly smooth. And it's just so distinctive from anything else. I, I, I just really love it. It's I don't know of anything else that's, that's out there that's quite like that. So, Chuck, we do have this bourbon in front of us, so I think we must try it and, and kind of get some tasting notes from the master distiller himself. What do you think? By all means. Sounds good. Which, would you tell us a little bit about this bourbon, the age, uh, mash bill? So the, the bourbon is over five years old. It's uh, five years and a couple months. Um, it's 90 proof. 70% corn, 21% rye, 9% malted barley. Um, we, uh, you know, we wanted a, a product. Um, Green River was sold far and wide. It was the official whiskey of the Marine Corps Hospital. Nice. Oh. Back before Prohibition. Um, so, you know, we wanted to come out with a 90 proof sort of flagship bourbon for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what this is. Okay. So is your intent to come out with cast strength or other types of bourbon? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I think uh, probably next up uh, will be a rye whiskey. Okay. So we've got some older rye. Uh, probably next year we'll come with a rye. Uh, then we'll come probably with Bottled and Bond. Will those be eight state as well, five or six years? Okay. Yeah, nice. they'll be older products. So a bottle and bond can be aged longer than four years, is that correct? Yeah. But it has to be 100 proof. Yes, okay. 100 proof. Okay. Same distillery, same season. Mm-hmm. So spring or fall, same distiller. Uh, Bottled. 100 proof, yeah. Uh, so this is a high rye bourbon? High rye bourbon, yeah. So, you know, first thing that I always get with this is just the, the uh, tobacco we smell, cinnamon, a lot of cinnamon on the nose. I get some leather. Yeah, cherry, even fruity. That's a nice product. It is, especially for the thirty-five dollars MSRP. Yeah, thirty-four ninety-nine. You know, I'm I'm hopeful uh, with this, you know, iconic bottle that we have with the horseshoe and the rivets and and everything. You know, I think people will buy it. Uh, maybe the first time for the bottle because it's pretty neat. But I, I think that uh, to my hope they buy it the second time for the taste. Oh yeah, so. it's good juice. Yeah, I get the leather on the taste. A little bit of mint um, from the raw spices. Um, so how did you develop your palate? <laughs> uh, over time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just taste a lot of different uh, bourbons, and, and I'm not, you know. 
most of us master distillers, we don't wax on poetically about uh, tasting notes. The tasting notes. That's normally the marketing folks that, that come. Yeah, with all that yeah. Stuff. Thank you, but, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, I just know whether I like it or not. Right. You know, it's you know, I taste. Uh, you know, there, there's some some pretty solid bases. So you normally got vanilla, sure. caramel, okay. the classics, um, and uh, and oak. So right. that's your three kind of yeah. basics. So tell us about your family uh, history in distilling. Yes. Yeah, so um, my family dates back to 1791. Uh, before, Sam, before the Commonwealth of Kentucky. One year before, yeah. Uh, Samuel Call was my first uh, ancestor, would be my eighth generation. Uh, they came to Bourbon County, Kentucky. Um, he was a distiller. Um, I got uh, I got kind of bored during uh, all the COVID stuff, so uh, I did some research on my family and actually hired a genealogist, a lady named Linda Colston out of Frankfurt. Um, and uh, she, I, I said, you know, I know I go back seven generations. See if you can find out, you know, who the the eighth was and. Uh, Finding anything about bourbon, that'd be just great. So uh, she called me and said, you know, you're not going to believe this. I found uh, I found his estate. Uh, I guess he had 10 kids and they were all fighting over his assets. Mm -hmm. So there's a lawsuit, of course. So I've got his asset list. He had a 75-gallon still, 120-gallon still, 12 fermenters. What? Uh, so what a hobby. Uh, he no. was uh, in business. Um, there were some depositions, three different depositions where he had some land dealings with Elijah Craig. So I guess effectively my family is one of the oldest distilling families in Kentucky. Very neat. Um, and then in more modern times, uh, my grandfather worked at Jim Beam. Mm -hmm. My dad worked at Jim Beam. You worked at Jim Beam for a short period of time? No, I never worked at Jim Beam. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my dad, we moved to Florida <laughs> in the 90s. Uh, my dad... Um, was the the master distiller for Cruzan Rum down in Florida? He created all the Cruzan Rum products. At that time, was that owned by Jim Beam? Uh, it was bought later. Later, okay. Yeah, it was bought later, and um, so he was making rum at that time. Making rum, yep. And then uh, I went to work, so I had all the really let's say more challenging jobs when I was in high school. I worked on the bottling line, worked in processing. Uh, we had a big cattle uh, ranch down there that I. Take, took care of all our cows. Had a couple, a uh, couple hundred head, um, and then um, we, um, the company. Um, I went to work for my dad in the distillery. We had two distilleries there, so that's kind of where I learned a lot about distilling. Um, and then that company was sold, and I knew the gentleman that bought this facility in 2014. And, uh, you know, being from Kentucky, I was born in Bardstown, so I uh, always wanted to come back to get to get to make bourbon. And what did you do prior to coming back? Uh, yeah, so I was a banker uh, for a while. Pretty successful. Uh, yeah, I was COO at, at Republic Bank uh, in Louisville, and then they bought a bank in Florida, and I moved down there and helped out with the merger and, and whatnot. And, um you know, being in Florida, that that close to uh, to the industry, just kind of sucked me back in. And, uh, making making spirits is a lot uh, funner than, than making, that's for sure. Yeah. So there's hope for all the bankers out there. That <laughs> one day they get to make bourbon too. <laughs> so we talked about Green River. We talked about Yellow Banks, mm -hmm. that, that butterscotchy bourbon. You have uh, Kentucky Ten, 
We do, yeah. We have a weeded product called Kentucky 10. Um, we have a pretty neat little product uh, called Humble Bee. We have our own bees here on site. We'll take some of their honey and have a honey-flavored product. Yes. Um, so, but, you know, Green River is our flagship. It's our focus uh, right now. Yeah, but part of your business is contract distillate, and you do a number of different product lines. We do, yeah. So we make products for a Wheel Horse. Uh, it's a very, very popular brand that, that uh, we make their liquid. Uh, Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw yeah. stuff. Uh, we do the Duke, Duke bottling here. Um, Winchester? Winchester's one that we do for Total Wine and more. Uh, Kentucky 10, by the way, has a kind of a historic tie because you all are Kentucky DSP <laughs> t- number 10. Yeah, so we're the 10th oldest registered distillery in Kentucky. Um, so uh, that's our address, 10 Distillery Road here. And, uh, yeah, that's how Kentucky 10 came about. You, you were able to recover that DSP 10 number. Yeah, the Medley family, you know, they did a really good job, even though they weren't weren't in business they kept sending them their paperwork and everything so uh they did a good job of keeping that number cool so you spoke of charles medley uh, i know he bought this distillery in the early 90s and sold it in 2007 was he not distilling here during that period of time he stopped about uh 92 oh okay yeah, so a very short period of time okay yeah he was he was the distiller here uh back in the 70s and the 80s uh yeah, Charles was their master distiller here. So I talked about this campus here. How many acres do you have here? So we have 26 acres okay. on site. We have a bottling facility. Uh, we have uh, six warehouses here. And then off site, we've got another 15 uh, barrel houses. Uh, we're growing at such a rapid pace that we're building a new warehouse every 90 days. Nice. That's a good problem. And here on site, uh, you have brick rickhouses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have one metal-sided, and then we have, uh, they're actually a hollow clay tile. Right. So they kind of heat up and cool down a little bit faster than a traditional brick would. So you don't heat or cool your rickhouses? No, we don't. Okay. Uh, were they designed to be climate-controlled originally? They were, yeah. They had a... a um, big boiler houses on the side and then where they could blow hot and cool air in. You have a big column still. We do 54 inch still. Uh, we do uh, about 300 barrels a day. Uh, we're 24 seven operation, 50 weeks a year. Um, yeah, pretty busy. <laughs> well, it's great to have you on in Western Kentucky, Western most distillery on the Kentucky bourbon trail. Uh, I, I consider you kind of a hidden gem uh, with Green River Bourbon uh, being out there now. Uh, you're less hidden than before. Yeah, you know, we, we've got a great story, uh, I think, to tell. We have a very uh, historic distillery that's been brought back to life. We've got an iconic brand that's been brought back to life. I think we've got some pretty good bourbon, five-year-old bourbon in the product. Um, so we, we've got a good story to tell and um, I appreciate guys like you helping us to, to tell that story and to spread that word. We appreciate your time. Yeah. So one last question for you. So I know this has gone over exceptionally well. There's been great reviews from Fred Minnick and a number of other people. Do you see production issues or supply issues at retail? No. Uh, you know, we're going to – we we could have taken the route where we're going to be in all 50 states and it's going to be super limited and allocated, but, but we didn't want to do that. So we're going to, we're going to roll out, uh, in, you know, those first four or five states this year, and then we'll add a few more next year. 
and and you know I want people we want it to be not collected we want it to be consumed um, and uh, you know we don't want somebody just gobbling it up reselling it, it up with dust yeah um, so we want to um, to roll it out the right way very nice do you, do you imagine do you, do you remain kind of a mid American brand or do you see California New York Florida. Uh, eventually, okay. I think we'll get there. Um, you know, we've got some really good data on our marketing side. We know where our visitors come from. We know where the um, where the bourbon trail people come from. Which states consume the most bourbon? So it's a very targeted approach. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure to be here at Green River Distilling with Jacob Call, uh, Brian. I've enjoyed interview, uh, interviewing with you. It's uh, been great. It's been uh, fun. Our silent partner, Brent, maybe he'll yeah. get his voice back sometime. He didn't get to partake in the, the fun stuff either, yeah. so somebody's got to drive. We appreciate it, and uh, please drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so there you have it, our interview with Jacob Cawley, Green River Distillery. Man, they've really got it going on. They really do. I mean, what really stood out to me is just the history of it. DSP number 10, eighth generation Jacob Call. Uh, just amazing how how uh, rich the history is in Kentucky with bourbon. Uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting Charles Medley a few times, and it's just interesting to see that even though the distillery is closed, he continued to renew yeah. the DSP number 10. Yeah. And who knew that there were over 20 distilleries in Davis County yeah, that's amazing. There were a lot of little distilleries all over Kentucky and, and little bitty towns. Uh, a cool thing about Green River is its motto. Back Way back in the day, it had this motto, whiskey without headache. I think maybe the truth in advertising people kind of leaned on them a little <laughs> bit because they, they modified that and they adopted the motto, whiskey without regrets. And they've got a big mural of that on, the, on one of the Rick houses. You can buy the T-shirt with whiskey without regrets on the back. Uh, it's a cool motto. Maybe my favorite motto in the, in the whole industry. Yeah, so I have no regrets except for the fact that I couldn't talk and I couldn't participate in the interview. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. I've never been so thirsty in my life as watching these two yahoos uh, drink Green River while I was sitting there pushing buttons. You know, they're real excited about their their Green River brand bourbon uh, just out in early 2022. Uh, But we understand they're going to have more products uh, coming out down the road. They're going to have a rye probably. They'll probably have a a cask strength of whiskey sometime down the road. So expect more out of Green River. Yeah, I think they're just getting started again in this new iteration, right? Uh, and uh, you're going to hear a lot about Green River Distillery. So with that said, we'll keep an eye out for things to come. And please drink responsibly.